Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone, and uh, welcome to the astrologer Bill Atride radio show. My name is Bill Atride, and this is, uh, what is this? This is the 16th show of 2020, and I thought, well, here we are right before we reach the half-year mark. We're at the half-year, really, this week. I thought it'd be good to just uh, step back and look at what we've come through here and what it all means astrologically. Um, so in a way, it's sort of a summing up and review of what we've already come through, a restatement of things, but also trying to clarify and pull things together here. Um, and so that will take up the first part of the show. And then I'll open the, uh, the lines uh, for you all to call in with your questions, which may be, may be about the topic. And if you do, that's fine. Either way, just give me your name, your first name, so I know who I'm talking to. And if you're calling about yourself or someone else, you can always do that. Um, just give me your, again, your name, first name is enough and your date of birth and place of birth, certainly. And if you have time of birth, then I could tell you much more. Um, and that would be fine. And of course, if you want to reach me, you can always reach me best by my email, which is my name, uh, Bill Atri, that's B-I-L-L-A-T-T-R-I-D-E at gmail.com. Or you can Google me and find me on various platforms out there. Uh, uh, to uh, sort of find ways of contacting me through messaging or whatever, or find my phone number, it's all out there. Um, so, so that's fine. And just call me and talk, if you want to talk about astrology, how to learn more about astrology or metaphysical studies, I, I'd be happy to point people towards various books they could read or things they may want to pursue. And of course, if you want to get a reading by me, which is what I've done for almost 40 years now, uh, you're certainly welcome to, to sign up to get a personal reading as well. Um, so I thought what we do today is do this overview, uh, and then perhaps next week I'm toying with the idea since it's the July 4th weekend, I, I, I'm going to be here. I'm not going anywhere. It's just a pandemic, right? Uh, so I'm going to be here, here in New York. Uh, I'll probably do another show next week, and I might do a more a show focusing on the, the year ahead, the second half of the year here, and looking a little more towards looking at America and our situation and the political situation at this time, perhaps I might take a, take a look at that again. Um, so that's just an idea, but I haven't determined that yet. Um, moreover, I just want to clear up some business with what's going on out there with the planets as they're whirling around. And as we all know, Venus finally turned direct on June 25th, and it was quite a journey and a, a real review of value and beauty in our lives during that period from mid-May to the end of June here. Uh, but of course, in the in-between, on June 17th, 18th, Mercury turned retrograde and is retrograde now until July the 12th. And we've got around June 30th, a couple more days, um, Mercury will pass over the sun, so to speak. It's the like a new moon, and it's when a seed is planted in terms of understanding as we're trying to review our thoughts and clean up our thinking and, and, and be more introspective and pensive. It might be a very special time there on um I guess it'll be Tuesday night into Wednesday morning when the Mercury aligns with the sun. But we really can't see ourselves moving forward for many things uh, while we're in this introspective mindset till about July the 12th when Mercury turns direct again. So keep that in mind. Um, and those are the, sort of the big things. We have the eclipse, of course, on June 21st. And preceding that was a lunar eclipse on June the 5th. And we have another a lunar eclipse coming up here, uh, which will be on July the 5th. Um, so that is also something we can look ahead to coming up here. It's not as significant as the solar, 
but still it's significant. Okay, so I just wanted to make those uh, things known and, and to uh, just let you know in case you keep those things on your calendar. All right? Okay, so, so with that all in mind, let's turn to uh, the topic for today, um, which, as I said, a lot's been happening this year, as we all would agree, uh, and it's been very painful and at times joyful as we see humans rising to the challenge or stumbling and falling and failing to the challenge of our time. Um, as we face these challenges of the pandemic and climate change and social justice all hitting us everywhere in the planet and also here in the U.S. of A. Um, and so it's, it seems like this is pretty, a pretty significant year. Uh, and, and let's take a look and see why that might be. So I thought it would be useful as we reach this sort of middle of 2020 to look back at where we have experienced and learned about ourselves so far this year. Um, I'm sure all of you will agree that this year does stand out in the timeline of history, at least for all of us here present. Um, we have witnessed a series of events and crises that shattered many old certainties into what they really were, uh, half-truths and illusions. Um, and, and for myself, being a student of history and humanity and, and always guided by the ancient wisdom and astrology, I choose to look at our present situation really is a chapter in a very long story. And it's a brief moment, really, in the circuitous path humans have followed for many years. We humans have always struggled to lift our awareness and our way of living from darkness into the light, from fear and selfishness to love and selflessness. For me, and for those who follow the, the many teachings that are rooted in ancient wisdom, this present time was expected to be a critical juncture, a turning for humanity and the planet. But it was not destined to be this way because the exact content of our challenge was not predetermined. No, we humans are the creators and destroyers on the planet now. And we humans made choices long ago and running up to this very day today and it is those choices and those actions that have made what it is that we are faced with. As I have said time and time again, the stars and the planets do not bring about the pandemic, did not bring it about. If you want to know what the cause of that is, we only need to look in the mirror. And of course, that is even more true with regards to our inhumanity to our fellow humans. But make no mistake, the timing of the crisis and the deeper themes that are being addressed here, well, the planets can very much help us understand why now and what is it for. I feel like a very broken record sometimes, <laughs> because what I, well, but what is true remains true, uh, really, though we often get captivated and even enthralled by the phenomena of the events in this world. If you really want to know what is going on, you need to move beyond the play of shadows and lights and seek for the, what is called the noumena that encompasses and explains our more limited reality. So, as before, I will begin with Pluto. Pluto's journey around our sun takes about 245 years. As Pluto travels through each sign, it signals a transformational restructuring of the energy forms for that sign. From 2008 to 2024, 
Pluto is moving to the sign of Capricorn, which in mundane or worldly astrology rules the institutional order for any entity. What does this mean? And why does it happen? If we consider Pluto's previous passages, which were 1762 to 1778, and before that 1516 to 1532, and even before then in 1269 to 1287, each of those periods marked the end of a, what I would call, way of life and the emergence of a new way. A new way of what? <laughs> well, we are concerned with us, with we humans. So it is all about meeting human needs. We have, for many thousands of years, created institutionalized structures and roles within those structures to meet our needs for water and food and shelter and clothing and everything. But behind all of creation is the one driving principle of spirit. That, that principle is for all of creation to become, to grow, to expand, to move into new forms and new realms. And if all of creation is here to grow, it will also ceaselessly change too. This is why and what happens when Pluto moves through Capricorn. The institutions that were formed in the previous period of Pluto in Capricorn, which for us was 1762 to 1778, and then following that, the Aquarian period of the New Age, 1778 to 1798, are no longer adequate to meeting the changes in the nature of the world. The very problems that that old hierarchy of reality forms solved, the very ways and means by which those institutions met human needs, those crystallized forms of meeting our needs have become the very obstacle to meeting our needs now. I like to say the old order got us to here, but it cannot take us to there. Not only do the means to meet our needs have to change, but, but because, because the conditions of the world have changed, and much of that before, but certainly dramatically now, those changes in the nature of the world have been caused by we humans, but we are also different humans. The humans of the 1500s became the quite different humans of the 1700s. And we here in the 2000s are a vastly different type of human than either of those. Sure, we can see elements of each of us still living on in us, but we dream of, uh, what, but what we dream of and what we aspire to, what we want would hardly be understandable to someone from the 1700s and even less to so to someone from the 1500s. What happens in each period, and we are certainly experiencing this dramatically this year, is that the institutional order becomes increasingly unable to fulfill its function to meet our needs. Increasingly from 2008 onwards, in a whole range of institutions, whether local, regional, state, national, corporations, here and around the world, the very instruments we made to make possible our lives and livelihoods that were created to meet our needs have become less and less viable to the point of being abject failures and causing mounting crises. The systems fail us. The holders of authority and power fail us. 
and we realize that the way we wish to live is becoming more impossible to have or is lost. More and more in all spheres of our society and cultures, people have become disappointed, confused, bitter, angry, and fearful as the world that was no longer works. Some retreat or wish to turn back to an imagined golden era. Some want to create a brand new world. And so some will fix their aims and actions upon tearing it all down, while others seek to reform and make viable what is failing. And many others look to the making and dawning of a brand new way. At times of great crises, at the end of an age which we are in, you will see in stark relief the three primal forces weaving the warp and woof of the universe, the creators, the preservers, and the destroyers. It has always been so. It will always be so. In simple terms, and looking to Europe and the U.S., we could say that the political and economic and cultural order and the type of human in the 1500s was the move from feudalism to monarchies. And the orders and institutions we created in the 1700s was the move from monarchies to parliamentary democracies and a world of nation states. That very system is what is failing now. And the solutions it was built upon to meet our needs is what is destroying the beautiful hierarchies of life forms, bringing our world to its next great extinction event. Only this time, a life form on this planet is to blame, us. And since we depend upon all those so-called lesser life forms for our lives, we face the prospect of creating our own extinction as well. Fortunately, but I say this with great irony, humility, and sadness. We have created the perfect storm of this worldwide pandemic of COVID-19. Because we are self-aware, because we know that we live in mortal bodies, nothing grabs the attention of humans more than the imminent prospect of death. Mother Nature has our attention now. Once again, our institutions have seemingly failed us, and our leaders have abandoned their posts. Once again, we face not a choice but a certainty. We must change our ways, or our ways will continue to destroy us. But the change we must make is not to find a cure for COVID-19, though that is certainly a necessity. This pandemic is just the latest warning sign of a world out of balance, a delicate balance that we have massively disrupted and broken. The pandemic is a warning. Yes, and one of its signature features is that many will succumb because they cannot breathe. But if we continue to destroy the life forms that sustain our ability to breathe, from the smallest of life forms in the oceans to the trees in the forests, we will face a world where no one can breathe. And the same goes for how we live sustainably in meeting our needs for water, for food and shelter and clothing. Well, literally, everything is or should be addressed and our ways changed. 
or the world we will leave for those who come after us will be more and more unlivable. That is just the plain truth. And the truth is we did this. How did we do this? We, through our intelligence and craftiness, figured out how to release the power of energy forms that have been stored and locked away for millions of years in coal and oil and gas and nuclear deposits. And we unleashed it all in the blink of an eye in geological terms, so that now some 200 plus years later, we see what we missed. We did not think of the consequences. We had intelligence, but we lacked wisdom. We had ambition, but we lacked humility. And now we are being humbled. The lesson we have relearned is that we all need to become humbler and wiser. We need to be more loving towards our planet and towards one another too. Yes, we have divided ourselves, separated ourselves from the natural world, from our fellow life forms on this planet. And we have equally divided ourselves from one another too. It's the same blind spot that is at the root of the pandemic and climate change. It is also the cause of our inhumanity to our fellow humans. That root cause is our failure to consider each one of us as part of every other. The truth is that all humans for one another, and truly all humans with all life forms on this planet, we are all part of the family of Earth. And for this consideration, we can turn to the next planet of the three outer planets ruling long wave developments here, the planet Neptune. Neptune orbits the sun every 164 years, spending a little over 13 years in each sign. Astrology holds that Neptune rules the sign of Pisces, and Neptune is in Pisces now from 2011 to 2026. I like to say that Neptune rules the spiritual truth, oneness, that there is but one life and that there is but one spirit. For each of us personally and collectively, it rules our dreams. It is our most significant spiritual gift, the gift of imagination. However, when we are not aligned within ourselves, when we lack self-control and fundamental truth to guide us, those Neptunian energy forms, those meanings and messages can be misunderstood or misapplied. That is why Neptune is also said to rule our illusions and delusions and our nightmares too. The crises in our society with regards to injustice, inequality of opportunity, inequality of education and in healthcare, and the basic denial for many to have true freedom and happiness, all of these are the manifest signs of a great spiritual crisis here and around the world. For me, all crises ultimately can be understood as spiritual. But that means they are also the signal for an epiphany, that we are experiencing a leavening of consciousness. 
We are here at the dawn of a spiritual awakening, too. When we look back to the most recent time of Neptune's day in Pisces, which was from 1848 to 1862, we can discern some patterns that are strikingly familiar to our own. Both periods are now witness to the growth of spiritual movements brought about by the dissolving of boundaries within various forms of social, cultural, artistic, and even spiritual realms. And for many, personal experiences of the veil between worlds becoming thinner and more permeable became and has become much more evident. There is now, as there was then, a growing awareness of the injustices of the age and an earnest seeking for a new vision and practices to make a more perfect, equal, and just world. For what is our real purpose here anyways? Many wise ones over the course of centuries have pondered this. According to the ancient wisdom, it simply can be said to be this. What is our purpose on earth? It is that every human is here to become a whole or complete human. Like the entirety of creation, we humans are ever becoming something more, reaching inwardly and outwardly to understand and fulfill our full potential. We advance over time to a greater understanding of ourselves and of our world too, for they cannot be separated or understood as separate after all. As it is said, as above, so below. So whether you move deeper into the heart of yourself or you move further outwardly to unveil the mysteries of the universe, you will find the same truth in both realms. Whether you follow the path of faith and peel back the veil of cosmos or peel back the veil of cosmos by reason and science, you will come to the same understanding. Spiritually, the truth that will set you free will also make you understand that all you ever wanted or needed was to be loved. And when you awaken, you will know that you always were because that is what you are made of. That is what you were made for. You were made from and you are here to live by unconditional love. All the wise ones know this. All the wise ones live this way too. To that end, and in truth, the real promised land that we are striving to reach cannot be found or made out there. First, it is and must be made in each of us, in each one's heart and mind. Yet equally, because we are human, because we are made by the quality and character of our relationships with one another, we are also the means for one another to become fully conscious and living embodiments of the unconditional love that resides in each individual spark of the divine. You can be self-awakened, but your consciousness is formed by all with whom you journey. Again, there is no separation. That is the illusion we must constantly dissolve 
by our love. What we face now is what we've always faced. To understand our journey and the route we have taken so far, what we must do is take responsibility for what we do next. We cannot change the past, cannot know the future, because it is still being formed by us here now. The only place you can be the living spirit is in the eternal now. The three great avatars point the way, Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto. By Uranus, we are here to move increasingly towards ever freer minds. We are here to expand our understanding by freeing ourselves from unreason and fear. We form our awareness and consciousness together as that very word consciousness literally means knowing together. By Neptune, we are to live by unconditional love. We are to feel and know that whoever is before me is my relation. We are all related. Therefore, without equality and without justice, there is no true love. And by Pluto, we are to use our will to stay centered in our sacred space and to know equally that we are never to violate the sacred space of any other. As it is said, thou shall not trespass. And for whatever you do unto uh, what you do to another, you do to yourself and to the one. May the light of truth Love and understanding guide our path to the dawning of this new age. Okay, well, uh, I think that sort of sums up my thoughts and feelings for halfway through this year and looking forward to a rather interesting six months to come, I am sure, as all of you are, and uh, it's, uh, we're lucky to be alive here, and we, we bear great responsibilities here to do the utmost, to do our very best to preserve what has been that is worth preserving, to pass that on and to protect it, to change what we must, to also preserve the future for all that follow on our footsteps. Um, it, is a, it is a critical time on the planet. We all sense and know that. And it calls for us to think not of ourselves and to sacrifice for that future. Um, otherwise, there will not be a bright future for our descendants. Okay. All right. So um, I know you've all been holding on. And let me turn to the, the, uh, the panel here, which has all you listed and, and, and lined up here for me. Um, and um, let's see who I'll call upon first. Um, I'm just going to wing it, as <laughs> I, I tend to do. And uh, let's see who is here. Okay. Um, again, I'll, I'll say your area code so you know that I'm calling on you in case it's not clear. I'm, I'm not sure what 
signal you get on your end. So let me do that. Hello, this, I'm talking to someone with 201 as the area code. Who's this? Hi, this is Jackie. Hi, Jackie. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm lucky I got in. <laughs> you got in. <laughs> You're lucky. Well, yeah. I know. I talk, I, I talk half the show away, so I don't have much time to talk to people. I, I keep on reminding myself I should maybe yeah. book an hour and a half show. But anyways, you're in the door. What can I do for you? Have you called before? Yes, I have. Okay, so I, yes, I probably I have. have you in my – okay, maybe I have you in my list of uh, people. Let's go to Jackie. Hold on, computer. Please respond. <laughs> Um, I have Jackie, January 5th, 65? Yes. Okay. And what can I do for you today, Jackie? Uh, I'm I'm like everyone else. I'm just concerned about the future. I have some financial things I want to square away and move forward. I'm ready for a move, and I just want to see what's in the plan. Now, when you gave me your thing before, um, there was no time of birth. Unless, did you give it to me more than once and there was a time of birth? No, there's just the noon chart, right, for yourself? Yes, I know that I'm okay. supposed to be a Gemini rising, but in UK, UK time, that's all I know. Okay, and oh, so, so you think it was Gemini rising, so you're born in the late afternoon before the sun would set then, right? Okay, um, but if we don't, yeah, well, if we don't know for sure, let's just let's just go with what. Let's see what the stars say without uh, the planetary alignments say without any trying to figure out where they are okay. exactly in your chart. Um, okay, and let's see what I come up with here. Um, well, you're at a very special moment, and this would be true for anybody born around the mid '60s. Um, so it's true people born in '64, '65, '66, perhaps. Um, is that this is one of those moments in a person's life when you hit your mid-50s um, when there is this greater growing sense about spirituality in oneself and in the world because this is precisely the year that the planet Neptune is lining up with your Neptune. And that is an indication of a shift spiritually within a person where they become more closely aligned with that sense of unconditional love. Um, and a feel a, a lifting, if you were, of some fears or burdens that might have been there um, because they feel the support from the universe, as it were, in a spiritual way. So that it's, it's just a beautiful experience um, that you're going through. Let's put it that way. Um, but looking at the progress chart, which is the progressed moon specifically, um, your moon for all of last year and all of this year until we get to late fall is moving to the sign of Aquarius, which means this is a time where Jackie is focusing on our hopes and dreams. Jackie is focusing on um, what do I wish for? What will make me happy? And of course the message there is that, well, first and foremost to be happy, you have to be with people who are your happiness, <laughs> meaning I have to be with my people. Uh, and of course, you were born, as you might know, with your moon in Aquarius. Um, and therefore, this has always been true, that though you are a Capricorn, you're not an ordinary Capricorn. <laughs> and so there's a, there's a twinkle of magicalness and independence and originality kicking around in you. 
and and you need to be among those people who realize you're not a a typical whatever. You're more of a one of a kind kind of person, uh, and have that sparkling energy as something that she's looking to live out in this lifetime. And especially now, if this is something where you want to feel um, that sense of of authenticity, of being true to myself, which we find and get by being around with people who truly just want and encourage us to be who we are. They're not denying us that, they're encouraging that in us. Um, but that can happen just where you are, but sometimes it means looking around where I am, well, that can't happen here. I gotta go someplace else to find my community, to be with my friends, what have you. So friendship and companionship and the communities you're in are really in focus right now, okay? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I would say look to them more than anywhere for opportunities this year um, in terms of finding an opportunity to grow or expand your life both emotionally, culturally, spiritually, and economically would be the best way to go. Okay? Okay. Okay. Is this, a good, is this a good year to physically move by the end of this year? Um, it, it, could, it could indicate that you would say that if the, if the move was done in order to be in a place where I find that the, the culture, the spirituality, the, 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 the customs and beliefs of the people I'm moving closer to or being around is more, in, is more compatible to me being true to myself, and that's what would drive it, exactly. That it's not just an economic decision, it's a spiritual, cultural okay. decision of being with people who are creating the kind of community, preserving the kind of community, or building the kind of community I want to live in. It's all about community. Okay. Okay? Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Thank be you. well. All right. Sure. Okay. You too. Be Bye-bye. well. Okay. So let's see. Um, let's try this next person. Hi, you're on with Bill. You're 951, area code. Who's this? Hey, Bill, it's Nathaniel. How are you doing? Hey, Nathaniel. How are you doing? <laughs> uh, I'm okay. I'm, I'm okay. Okay. Uh, what's uh, the star saying this week for me? Okay, let's just see where everybody's moving. Um all right. Um, that Mercury is still retrograding in your second house, as we said it would be, and will continue to that July 12th period. So it's still a time of, as a focus of where you would spend the best time in terms of your contemplative, meditative, introspective endeavors, our best focus on questions of the nature of value and self-worth in my life and, and how I'm working with the values I came in with and creating the values I wish to create and then receiving the values I wish to receive in the world, that, that operation is the thing that's in focus right now. Um, and Venus having turned direct, it now is moving day by day closer to moving into your first house, which will actually occur this week. Yes. On, well, a week, actually a week from tomorrow on July the 6th, and so you should feel on July 5th, July 6th, because it's somewhere in there, 
something special just has happened. And I feel a little bit happier with myself, a little more loved in the world, a little more good about myself and about others, my social, my sociability, my consideration and kindness, my feeling of love for myself and for others has really come forward. Not that it's not always there, but it's been more in an introspective, inwardly focused time with Venus in the 12th house and a time to sort of be on pause with it. But now I take it out there in some demonstrable way, starting here July 5th, July 6th. So that's what's about to shift here for you in the very, in the next week. Okay. Okay. Good. All right. Thanks. All right. You're very welcome. I'll talk to you later. Okay. Be well. Okay. Um, Let's see now. Let's go down the list here. Okay. You're on with Bill. It's 808 area code. Who's calling? Hello. Good morning, Bill. This is Sandra Jean Boyd calling you. Oh, Sandra. (laughs) How are you? you, I always love your... I always love your messages to me. <laughs> how are how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good, Bill. Um, I just feel like I've kind of been in a rut. Like all last week, I kind of just sat and didn't really get out. And by the time I did, my legs just felt like rubber. And I was like, why am I just stuck? And so I just wondered if you could see something in my chart or like maybe when I'll get moving my body again. Hmm. Let's see. Um, I mean, <laughs> Thank let, me you. Look, let me let me let me just look at your natal chart and your energies from that, and then see what's going on with all that. Come on, wheel expand. There we go. Um, I I got really depressed with all the um, you know the cop killings and. Um, well, I, I couldn't bear to watch any of, you know, the footage, but just from the headlines and all, I just, it really put me in a, in a, in well, a, um, yeah, no, I, I think, I, I think it put a lot of people, um, back again, someplace they'd been before or in a, in a new mm-hmm. understanding of this place. Um, and those who weren't sad or upset by that, there's something deeply wrong there, but, but still, you are double Pisces. You are, as you know, more sensitive than many by nature. Mm-hmm. And so um, you will have to watch your exposure to negative images and words and experiences. But still, you need to be, we need to remain aware of what's really happening. But you'd want to do it in small doses and, and move away from that um, to not get sucked into it, like you say, a negative space um, mm-hmm. or a, a painful, a painful. Um, and I would say probably also we, we just had the planet Mars. I mean, just literally um, we had been moving to the sign of Pisces for the last mm-hmm. couple of months. Um, and it just changed signs, um, which is very significant because it went from the last sign of Pisces, which it had been since, get this, the middle of May, uh, May 13th. And it just went into Aries here on June 27th. So we're literally just in it. And, and so Aries is, I mean, Mars is the planet of desire and action and how we need and should be acting in the world. And with Mars and Pisces, we were confronting 
the karma. We were confronting the fear. We were confronting the illusion and, and delusions and also the, mm-hmm. the, the, the sacrifices and the martyrdom that the people are willingly taking on, but also are forced into taking on all that stuff that's mm-hmm. Pisces, beautiful and, and challenging. But now it's in Aries, the sign of the warrior, the sign of the fighter. <laughs> and so for all of us now, there is a, there's the need to tap into this Aries energy of, okay, I've reviewed my sins of omission and commission and how I could have acted better or acted less selflessly, more selflessly and less selfishly, all those things with Mars and Pisces. And now I need to ask myself, how will I act in the world today and move forward? Um, and so it's all about motivation and intention and, and right action. And Aries, Mars energy is about that, that ability to believe and know that we can take a new step forward and then build on that one after the other. So it's just a matter of, you know, it is. Some people say, I feel sad, you know, and I'm just sad and I feel sadder and I keep getting sadder and sadder. And if you force mm-hmm. yourself to smile <laughs> or listen to a happy song, mm-hmm. often you are happier and you do smile. I mean, it's, it's, just, it's, like, it's just like simple mm-hmm. actions lead to mm-hmm. consequences. Stuck in a negative loop, I keep on reinforcing the negative. So I need to do something positive, even if it's an effort. But by acting with that consciousness of trying to do something to lift myself and or another up, it builds and builds me out of and takes me out of that space that I may be stuck in. Um, so I would, I would certainly hold most of that to this Mars and Pisces experience that we were all dealing with, but you being a Pisces more painfully dealing with, which was going on here from May 13th to June 27th. And I would think okay. it's, you're going to feel a change. You're going to feel a change now. Okay. Okay, great. All what right. about the Neptune uh, retrograde? Is that uh, affecting me in any, well, any well, way? Or? Well, I think for all of us, Neptune, anything going retrograde is just a time when the energies are pulling more inward. And Neptune certainly is dealing with that need to feel the, the true nature of who we are, that we're made of pure love, mm-hmm. pure unconditional love. That is the that is the journey now for the next many months that that just has also started as you say, uh, and and we we we'll, we'll keep working with that energy form and consciousness from June twenty second, and it, it lasts for five to six months. It doesn't go direct. Um, oh, I have to look at my my little my 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 when does it go direct? Not until November twenty eighth. So a really mm-hmm. long time. These outer planets do that. They're roughly retrograde for almost half the year, roughly half the year. It's fine, mm. and it, it and it again, it's retrograding for you in your first house. Um, so it is very much about going more deeply into the understanding about the energy form I create of my presence in the world. How am I presenting myself? How am I moving through time and space? Uh, what is flowing out from me to others? That is the revelation of myself to others. Is something to, and this is your last year probably maybe second to last year to have Neptune in that house, then it's going to move on into your second house. But it's, 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 it's gotten really close to, as you know, your, your son, your son, um, that's what's coming in 2022, but it's really close here in 2020 and even closer in 21. So you're moving step by step closer and closer to one of the most mystical times in a person's life, which is Neptune on their son. Okay. Oh, okay. 
Oh yeah. Yeah, I really okay. loved. Um, I really loved in your talk today just about the love that we're from love and that, um, you know, that we're to be love and I just the unconditional love. I really love all that, and you really inspire me to want to be be that even more, you know, and live it. And so, thank it, you so much. Yeah, it's, it, you're very welcome. It, it is it is a struggle for all of us. Some more than some less than others. Some more than others. Uh, but the goal mm. is the same: to get to that place of mm. totally looking at anything and anyone before me. And realizing mm-hmm. there, there I am, because there is spirit. There, mm-hmm. That is what I am made of too. And, and therefore, to harm mm-hmm. any one else, to harm anything else, is to harm mm-hmm. myself. Yeah. Not the level we're supposed to reach, but we, most of us have a ways to go. We'll get there. <laughs> we're working yeah. on it. But it's the goal. Yeah. It's the only goal. Okay. Yeah. All right, Sandra, Thank get you talking so much. again. Yeah. Okay. All right, take Maybe care. Be well. Bye-bye. Sure. You too. Bye-bye. Okay. Um, and let's see how we doing. We're doing okay. And let's see. Here's someone. Um, 708 is the area code. Who's this? Hi, Hello? my name is Barbara. Hello. Barbara? Yeah. Hi, Barbara. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Have you um, called before? I have not. I just found you today. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> well, welcome. Welcome to our circle. <laughs> uh, are you calling about yourself today? I am. Okay. Well, that's uh, what many people do, as you, as you might find out. That's perfectly fine. That's why I do this. Um, what is your birth date, Barbara? February 20, 20th, 1956. Okay. And do you know what time you're born? 12.18 p.m. Oh, good. And you know the place you're born? Chicago. Chicago. Okay. All right. And have you had your chart read before? Do you know your chart at all? Uh, I only know it's a Pisces, and I think rising is Gemini, but I'm not really sure. Well, you're you're right. You are Ge- you are Pisces, but you are not just Gemini rising. You also have a Gemini moon. So you are what we call a Pisces double Gemini for shorthand, and um, that's an interesting combination because Pisces is the sign Neptune and of dreams and vision and the imagination. Pisces represents the final stage of learning what it means to be human. And it all comes down to one thing. Our greatest gift, our truest spiritual gift is that we have an imagination and that we have faith. And that that's what drives our story is that we dream of a different world and then make it so. And so whether you're a Michelangelo in the arts or you're an Einstein in science, Pisceans are the most complete humans. Okay, I'm not saying all Pisces are perfect by saying that. Of course, right? <laughs> you know that. I'm just saying Look it, it represents. You can the, say that. You can say, but Pisces are the sign that has gone through every other sign. So that's why they have more compassion, more empathy, and more understanding than their cousins. But coming with that sensitivity comes also great pain sometimes, right? And that's the gift and the curse. 
But you have your moon in Gemini and Gemini rising, which means you are also someone who's very deeply committed to this this thing about curiosity and a restless need to know and to understand and to use your intelligence to figure things out. You're not a pure feeling type. You're very much also a thinking type and a very idealistic person too. Okay. Um, Mm -hmm. You are very capable with your moon in the 12th house of being able to read other people and what they need in terms of what they might need from you or what they need generally. So you're good at reaching out to others and helping them with what they need. But what you may have found in your own life is and wondered is why aren't I, why am I not getting it returned to me? Why aren't my needs being met? Okay. All right. You got that? Yep. Yep. (laughs) And the reason, oh, yeah, and the reason yeah. okay, and the reasons many times that you are not being reciprocated by that the very same person or by others, why others aren't reaching out to help you with your needs, is that they look at you, Barbara, and they see, well, she's okay. She doesn't need anything. So it's like a one-way mirror. You can see their needs so clearly, and you can't understand why they can't see yours. They can't see yours because your needs are veiled. And so you have to give people more help in understanding what you really need. Once you do it with, it, with that same person, let's say, for a while, they'll get it. They'll begin to pick up on your more subtle signals of what you need or don't need. But to begin with, they'll see that you don't have needs, which is crazy, of course, but that's what it looks like. This would, this would be very frustrating for you, I'm sure. And it's something you, but now that you know it, all you need to do is just let people know, hey, I'd like to be hugged right now. And they're going to go, really? <laughs> or, or, or please don't hug me right now. And they think you want a hug, right? You, like you have to give them some bigger hints as to what you want and don't want. And over time, they'll get it, okay? That's just the way this works. Um, it's, it's, it's a one-way mirror, as I like to say. Okay. 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 So, um, is there anything going on in your life right now that you want to have some clarity about? Something that's happening or not happening? Ah, uh, career. I career. wanted to be based. Okay. Um, well, your your chart shows you have Saturn in your sixth house by birth. Um, and it's in the sign of Sagittarius. So Saturn shows your test, but also shows where you have great authority in life, ultimately. Saturn in Sagittarius says, Barbara, your test in life is the test of truth. You're searching for the truth. You're brought up in a certain system of belief, culture, family, teachings that may have explained things in the beginning. But as you journey down the path of life, you came to realize, wait a minute, that doesn't explain what's going on here. And you began your search for truth. Hopefully by now you've realized, oh, my God, this is never going to end. <laughs> there, there is no destination called truth. It is just the journey. And at whatever level you get to, whatever 
new epiphany you've had and realization you've had that is more encompassing now of everything, you'll realize the one injunction is always before you in your life, Barbara, and that is to walk on. Keep searching for the truth. But because of this, you become very knowledgeable, become a very wise woman, and you will use that wisdom in your work, but that's also where you're tested. Saturn's in your sixth house of work, which means your test in life is you have to create a life and a lifestyle that is good for you. It's, it's on you to create a lifestyle where there's a balance between work and play, activity and rest, and the very nature of work itself is meaningful to you. You will become ill. You will become sick when your life doesn't make sense. You're here to heal by creating a life that's whole and complete. And then you take that understanding of how to organize in whatever way you organize or heal yourself in whatever way you heal yourself, and you could offer that to others in your life too, to them. And that could be your job. Okay? So organization, healing, healing, teaching, organizational things, these are things you will be really good at. But throughout your life, you'll find your joy through the search for truth. You'll find joy through creativity, too. It's really where you find a pure sense of joy in your life is being creative. And this is a, this is a time to stretch yourself as a creator. So do that, too, in this period. Okay? Okay. Okay. So okay, what about I, I got to go on. What's that? Oh, oh I, I, okay. I just was going to say, so can you see, can, is starting a business good at this time? or? Uh, um, well, not at this exact moment because of Mercury retrograde, but once we get past July 12th, 13th, then things can move forward for most of us. Um, is it a good time to start a business? It's not a bad time. You're in a phase of stretching yourself as a creator and a leader. This is a time that you want to take a vision you have and make it manifest in the world. And so, yes, if you've got a plan or a business plan or a business in mind, this is when you feel like taking a risk. You may need to join forces with another or get some backing and support now, like a joint venture or getting a loan or something to do it. But certainly this is a time that favors stretching yourself. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Okay. I got, you're welcome. I have to go to my next person. Okay. But great talking to you and I'll, okay. I'll save your chart here for the future. Okay. Oh yes, please. Thank you very much. Okay. Good talking to you, Barbara. All right. Thank you. Um, okay. Now let's see. And we have a person here. Hello. It's area code 208. Who's this? Hi, this is Marie. Oh, hi, Marie. Hello. How hey, are you? Thank you for taking my call. I'm doing good, and thank you sure. for that message of love. I, I believe that we're all made in the image of love, and I appreciate your message. Thank you. Well, it's just it's the universal teachings found in all cultures, in all times yes. and places. You think you think we humans would have gotten the message by now, but. <laughs> <laughs> but apparently, 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 we haven't. We have, we're slow learners, and so we're still trying to master the ABCs. We got to learn how to walk before we learn how to fly. Um, what can I do for you, Marie? 
I had sent you an email on my question, but do you see what do you see on the energies coming up the rest of this year as far as anything that's major going on on the transit or, you know, progressed or whatever? I know I'm going through my Saturn return just getting into it. And uh well, yeah, well, so Saturn, Yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, with Saturn Saturn's having its way with you this year because Though you have Saturn in that last third of Aquarius, and it's just begun to move in Aquarius and actually leaves mm-hmm. Aquarius on July 1 for a few months till it reenters in December, um, where it, it also means that Saturn's at the very beginning in your chart, because you've got Capricorn rising uh, yeah. and late Capricorn rising, it's going back and forth over your ascendant this year. Uh, And in that first Mm -hmm. section of the first house, and of course, Saturn being the planet of testing and the teacher and the planet of responsibility, um, you are in this year at the first moment of trying to create a new life. And what weighs on you now is this new beginning that you're in the midst of. And you want to to move forward. We all want to move forward into the new, like turn the page, it's a blank page, nothing else matters, but that's not life. We are all entangled and made of one another and with one another, and we carry into any new beginning all those prior actions and connections we have. We have many ongoing obligations, duties, affections, and challenges that we just can't escape from, nor should we. So as I try to start something new, I still have to balance that with what is do I currently also have to carry or carry on with. And that is very much what's hitting you this year is I want to go forward. I do go forward, but I can't just go forward without any consideration of what's behind me or what I still carry. So it, it, you're feeling the weight of the world on your shoulders this year. Okay. That's what this feels like. I feel and like so I, I would go forward because I don't want to hurt someone else, but at the same time, I feel stuck, and I know I'm starting yes. a new life, you know. And so, it, yeah, it's been been a number of years. It's, it's, it's hard. Rough, but. It's hard. And, and yet, what's helping you a little bit equally at this time is Jupiter did come into your first house, but it was only there from April to June, um, and now, and now it's backed into your twelfth house until we get to the end of November. So you probably will feel more like you have to finish up old things here from, from, from when Jupiter's in the 12th house, you're clearing up old things, tying up loose ends, getting ready for your next true cycle of growth. So the best thing to do from June here to the end of November is go back and tie up the loose ends, clear the decks, get ready and know that I can go forward with much more support, carrying myself forward starting in December 2020 and beyond, and even more in 2021, that's the year that the planet Pluto will come into your first house, which means you will certainly begin going through a very big transformation of yourself and using your will to make change in your life for yourself in a good way, starting in 2021. So I just think this year is a year finishing up the old year as you're straddling okay. the old and the new, and you're fully in the new year, as it were, in 2021. Yeah, that makes that's, sense. That's how it is. Next year is a yeah. year one, and this year is a year nine of finishing up things. Exactly. 
again, usually when we, whatever system we use, whether it's astrological, numerological, whatever it is, the divination may oh. be, the, hopefully all the yeah. systems agree. But I would certainly, right. I would come down on that side of it this year that you are, you're, you are in a new life, but the old life is still there to be taken care of. And I can't really move into this fully as much as I would wish to until I complete some other things here or tie up these loose ends or whatever you want to call it. Okay. That's why it feels like a hair on a grilled cheese sandwich. It just won't go away. (laughs) Well, it just won't go away. Well, again, again, one has to just sort of prioritize and look at all the different things I'm involved in and weight them in terms of what I can do, what I can't do and keep sorting it because it can get overwhelming. Sometimes there's so many things that are weighing on me um, I can't see mm-hmm. through that. And so I need to sort of break it down into the various categories and components and begin tackling a few of them, taking them off the to-do list, right? Um, and, right. And, and just be, be kind to myself that, you know, yes, it'd be easy to start if I had no history. <laughs> right. I have history. And, and that, some of that history is good because it gives me more awareness. But some of it's just I wish I didn't have this entanglement or obligation but I chose it or was brought into it in some way. And I, by how I leave it or, or, or finish it sets in motion the future for myself. So I do want to get okay. it right. It's really easy to start things. It is really hard to end things well. And yet right. that is yeah. how we begin oh. things better. <laughs> we we, we yes. begin better if we do harvest the real meaning of through that ending and, and leave it on good terms, we set up a good vibration for the future we're building from that point onward. So just be patient. Okay. Thank you very much. I really appreciate that. That helps a lot. Okay, Marie. You, very good talking to you again. Be, be well. Okay. All right. Thank you. Okay. Okay. All right, everyone. Well, our show is over for now, but I'll be back. I think next week. Uh, for a special, and uh, I'll talk to you all then. Bye for now.